it's another Milks and Milkshakes. I'm your host, Trina Love. Like, subscribe, share, all the above. Let's get into it. Hopefully by now you've gone and gotten your copy of Get Over Yourself. It's on Amazon. It's $5. Go ahead and get it. It's not that much. Um, I am going to cover all six chapters, but we're going to do it one by one. So today we are going to start with chapter one, Toxic Introduction. Well, well, well. Yet another relationship bites the dust in your so-called life. Another person has quietly unfriended you on social media and loudly walked out on you in reality as a result of yet another confrontation with your inconsiderate actions at the center of it all. The usual lie people tell to escape you is, it's not you, it's me. Yeah. Perhaps you are staring at yourself in the mirror for the billionth time this year, frustrated and wondering how you got back to square one. It looked like life was really going to change for the better this time, but you reverted back to your old habits and now you're in the mirror screaming, what is your problem? Or maybe your life looks great to everyone else right now, but you know things that are not right and you know the things that are keeping you up at night. Whatever the case may be, it is likely that you just need to come to grips with life and get over yourself. I know that doesn't feel good right now because it's often easier to avoid being uncomfortable. I assure you avoidance is the best way to become the walking dead. Nothing grows in a comfort zone, but everything, especially your spirit, surely dies. So the first step is a proper introduction to this toxic version of you. You are the common denominator in almost every issue that arises in your life, whether it's because of something you did directly or something you have not handled correctly. This can eventually make for a real ugly inner being. So hello, not so nice to meet you yet. There are going to be some hard truths and difficult emotions as you deal with yourself. So start expecting that right now. The great news is that Every breath you take is a chance to transmute anything negative and holding you back in life into something beautiful and manageable. This is not easy, but it is worth it. So, of course, this had to be the first chapter because it is truly cleaning house right now. And sometimes things have to get real ugly before they get real beautiful. Um, there is no way to get around it. There is nothing that says you get to skip a step or anything like that. So this had to be the first step because a lot of people are walking around ugly. A lot of people are just, you know, skating through it. They might be a nice person right now. They can be a nice person to certain people. It's kind of like people become chameleons and depending on who they're dealing with, that's the color they change to. So if you're dealing with a purple people eater, then you're a purple people eater today. If you're dealing with a giraffe, then you're a giraffe today. But people get ugly because they don't know who they are. And a lot of people don't like facing who they are. But if you don't know what's wrong, how can you fix it? And I know people want to get on the positive tip and be like oh but you know keep your head up and you're so wonderful and you're so great and yeah yeah I I no uh hold up let's call bullshit for a minute because unless that feeling unless those thoughts and actions are authentic it means absolutely shit to anybody else 
It's just for a moment. It doesn't last. It doesn't fix anything. It doesn't do anything but sprinkle sugar on some shit. So I don't so much subscribe to covering anything. If you're going to be a nice person, be a nice person inside and out. Be a nice person because that is actually who you are. Not because that's who you are for just right now. And I think being toxic is something that we harp on in our culture right now, especially social social media. How many times have you seen, oh, you have toxic people in your life because of this, that, and the other, or you're dealing with a narcissistic person. Okay, yeah, that might be true. <laughs> um, but let's not shy away from the word or, you know, make it a trend, you know, if you're going to call things for what they are, let's fix them too. So this had to be the first chapter. So in being the first chapter, um, I gave this book to a good friend and coworker of mine. Her name is Willis. And yes, a she Willis. I was very surprised when I met her. I was like, what you talking about Willis? But <laughs> she was like, yeah, I'm that old that I know that reference. So she is, um, a little bit younger than me, but she has an old soul and she is very charismatic. She's big hearted. She's beautiful. All of that. Um, little background on Willis. When I met her, we had just started this wonderful job. I was actually on my bounce back. And, um, of course this book had already been written and everything, but you know, I had, um, I had really been trying to just get my life back together and, you know, do the things that I needed to do on the outside now to make my life beautiful. So I got this wonderful job, but didn't have a car. License was messed up, you know, had a place to, to live and stuff. And we had just moved in and all that. But, you know, when you get a wonderful job, the first thing they tell you is you better not miss training. So in the middle of class, she makes this announcement. She's like, yeah, I know how hard it is when you first get a new job and it's so great, but you're stressed about making it through training and then you lose your job and you got to start all over again and all this. And like, she's making this announcement and in my head, I'm like, thanks God, you are literally answering a prayer as I'm praying it. This is awesome. So after class, I told her, I said, hey, look, were you serious about what you said? Because she was like, um, after she made the announcement, she was like, you know, anybody that needs a ride, you let me know. So I went to her after class. I said, were you serious? She said, yeah. I said, well, look, this is where I live. Is that too far for you? Um, you know, how much money and gas would I owe you and stuff? So she starts coming to pick me up for work and everything every morning and just on time, really sweet about it. And I would tell her, hey, look, how much is gas? And she would, don't worry about it. I got it. I'm like, yeah, people don't do that anymore. I mean, they do, but you know, when you just meet somebody, you don't want to be the person that's like, oh, you're just giving me a ride for nothing. I would offer her gas money and she'd give it back to me. <laughs> like, okay. So we started listening to Abraham Hicks together in the car. She had already been doing it and I knew who Abraham Hicks was, but didn't realize um, I didn't put it all together until I heard what uh, Willis was listening to. So we started doing this every morning, started talking more and more. 
And come to find out, we are damn near the same person um, as far as being into spiritual things and really wanting to understand life and just love life and love people. And um, I would say Willis is a bit of a hippie <laughs> in a sense. At least that was my initial reaction to her. I said, oh, shit, she might actually know some things. So we built a friendship from, you know, a car ride back and forth home. And then um, this past year, I am so proud of her. Willis, if you're listening, shout out to you. I love you, darling. So um, she finally accomplishes one of her big goals and stuff. She she's ready to move and and do some different things and stuff. And she goes, you know, can you help out? I say, yeah, no problem. I'm there. Like, dude, you've been taking me back and forth to work for like the first two, three months. You know, I'm there. Whatever you need. Let me pay you back finally, you know. So we go, um, she's moving. So we, we go to her house that she's moving from. And until that day, and this was just recently, like last month, um, until that day, I did not realize how far Willis was actually coming to pick me up and then go to work. And just to give you an idea, Willis kept saying, oh, it's no problem. It's no problem. It's just a few minutes. You know, she's like downplaying it seriously. But that day I said, hey, you know, send me your address. The address says that she's 20 minutes the other way from me, like complete opposite from me, from work, everything. So I'm like, okay, so I'll be there in a few minutes. So in that 20 minute ride, I'm like, oh my gosh, not only did she come 20 minutes to pick me up, but then we had to go 20 minutes back the, well, another 10 minutes back the other way to hit the highway. And then another 20 minutes to work. So altogether, Willis has been doing a good hour, maybe hour, half drive to get me to and from work. Every day there was a day to work. And she does not know this, but I will say it now. Before we actually pulled up to her house to help out and everything where she was moving from, I dropped a few tears because I was like, dude. I didn't think people like you were left in the world, you know, and she probably only felt it in the real big hug that I gave her. But I so appreciate that she just she's been wonderful. So ever since then, you know, everything's fine now. Everything worked out. Got a car, all this good stuff. Everybody's great. And I give her this book. And we had already been talking about how, you know, we have got to get over certain things in our lives so we can be better so that we're not blocking blessings anymore and all this. And I tell her about the book and I said, look, I published it. And she goes, oh, my God, I'm so proud of you and all this. And like Willis is charismatic, doesn't even begin to cover it. She is animated. She is (laughs) spontaneous and absolutely hilarious. So she has been like the biggest cheerleader ever. So she's like flipping out and you published a book and oh my God, I said, yeah, go ahead and read it and everything. So she reads it and then she comes to me um, about last week, I think. And she says, oh my gosh. So what's wrong? She was like, can I tell you something? Like, Willis, tell me what, you know, like she's starting to kind of not stress me out, but I'm concerned because I'm like, what is going on? But she was having an epiphany. So in that epiphany, she was like, I need to share something with you and you have inspired this and I want you to read it and, you know, just tell me 
you know, what's what and, you know, what's the next step? Am I on the right path? And this came from reading my book. So I'm going to share that with you. So I am thankful to Willis for allowing me to share this, but she is a perfect example of um, a toxic introduction. And don't get me wrong, that toxic word is, it's big and scary and so potent, but it's not the point of how toxic you are. You can be a lot toxic. You can be a little toxic. The point is that you recognize something in yourself that is not right. It's holding you up. It's making things harder and there is a way to face yourself and work on it. And you just have to really like put your foot down and say, okay, this is it. I'm going to acknowledge what has been killing me. I'm going to acknowledge that I need to work on it. And then you do it. So um, again, thank you, Willis, for sharing this um, and allowing me to share this. So this is her epiphany. And like I said, at first I was concerned because I was like, girl, what is you going through? But she was having an epiphany. She was meeting herself. So she says, I am 31 years old and I just had an epiphany as to how entitled I have been acting and realize I haven't worked hard a day in my life. I have never truly pushed myself to my limits, but rather simply existed. Albeit my existence is above average, of which I do not mean that in a demeaning way, but I have coasted through life on that fact. I have literally just existed, and that is how I've gotten to where I am now. After the fog of depression has finally been lifted, thank you Zoloft, I can vividly see I have half-assed things for 31 years. Don't get me wrong, I have played sports, done math competitions, tried new things that didn't come natural, most of which I would quit if I wasn't amazing right away. I've applied for new positions at jobs with steep competition. I've had the confidence to leave my husband and continue to find personal growth. I have done physical labor jobs and even had three jobs at once. My point is, I have literally gotten by in life not trying and just realized that if this is in fact me not trying, then holy shit, the world better watch out. My family has always seen this potential in me and they would get so fed up and frustrated with me and I just never got it. The light bulb never turned on. The switch never flipped. I thought they were just saying that because that's the support that family is supposed to provide, right? I thought if it comes easy, then it's the right thing for me. If it didn't, then it just wasn't my cup of tea. Due to recent trauma and simultaneously raising my daughter, I have learned and I am willing to admit that I am lazy, not the obvious lazy, but the lazy that's hidden behind maintaining a great job, having a having some college under my belt, a broad vocabulary, a decent paid off car, a home, and always striving to maintain healthy friendships and provide positivity and love for others, raising and teaching a brilliant little girl manners. But I didn't really try for that. It just happened, and it was part of not being a complete shitbag. I will say I have desperately tried to maintain my mental health, and that has not come easy, and that was crucial work that I had to put in that I had to put in so that I didn't blow my own face off or go full Django Unchained on my husband or the court systems. That is a whole nother story. But again, I did the bare minimum. 
I did just enough to maintain employment and not be suicidal, but I never strive for anything beyond that. Outside of my daughter, I've never cared about anything. I've never pushed myself past a certain super uncomfortable feeling until I had to fight for my daughter's basic need of safety and I failed. I had to look at that failure in the face and choose to continue. I had to continue to push past those invisible barriers to ensure that I was of sound mind for her and to construct a new game plan. Of course, I am very genuine and I am a loving person, but I understood But I understood people, places, and things all come and go. Nothing has permanence. People come and go or even die. I'm fine with that as long as I know this is the circle of life. A job is always out there if you lose one. I'll put in an application. You can afford it or you can't. There's no worries as it is all materialistic. Everything that I have done to this point has just been because because I can. It was just basic. I haven't pushed. So this was a really great example of this first chapter because um, sometimes it's not the level of toxicity. As I said before, it can be a whole lot or it can just be a little bit. Um, after she sent me that and I read through it and everything, I told her, you know, I'm really proud of you. Like some people don't pick up on it or um, have the awareness to actually start pointing out themselves, you know, what is actually happening and going on in their lives. But this is why you have to have the introduction. And she asked me, you know, is this what it's going to feel like? Is this, you know, is this normal? Like, is it always going to feel like this? Because sometimes it's not a good feeling. It's not. And sometimes you realize things about yourself and you're like, what the fuck? Like, really? (laughs) Um, but sometimes introductions can be awkward. It just is what it is because there are things that you have hidden away from yourself in the back of your mind, in the deepest, darkest parts of your heart, in wherever you have thrown that bitch to the bottom of the ocean and didn't want to see it again. But now you got to deal with it. Now you have got to face it head on and it's not all cupcakes and rainbows. Sometimes it's not. I know everybody epiphany is, you know, the realization and, you know, coming into just this big idea that you just, oh my gosh, it's life changing. Right. But inside of that, as beautiful as it is, like sometimes people aren't ready for that shock and awe, like, oh my God, that's really me. Oh my God, I've been doing that. Like it's awkward. It's disappointing. It's beautiful because that's what we want. <laughs> that's what this introduction is all about. We want to see who and what that person is, who and what you are and have become. So yeah, it's going to be quite the ride. This is just the beginning of it. And I told her, you know, uh, as you go through this book and stuff, you're going to finish this because by no means she told me, um, this is just the beginning. This is just what she realized, um, after finishing the book and then going back to kind of work through it and stuff. And that's a great way to do the book if, if that's the way you like to do it. Um, but I told her, as you go through each chapter again, you're going to see more and more of yourself and more and more of this is going to come out. So um, in her case, it was just something that I think we all do. She said herself, she is a loving and genuine person, but everything she has gotten has pretty much either been handed to her or has been really easy. And 
as much as we want to give credit to, you know, just having talent and all that, that's great. But sometimes things are too easy. Sometimes easy gets turned into lazy. And she said that lazy can turn into not being as thankful for things and not really realizing how much of a role things play in your life just because you got it easily. And sometimes we can slip into being ungrateful and that's just what laziness breeds. All of a sudden you're taking things for granted. Like, okay, it's always, it's always there. It's always for me and all that. But sometimes it's not. And those are the things that she said, well, if it was hard, then it just wasn't my cup of tea. And that's not always true. Sometimes we do get handed things, but of course, being handed things means, like she said, you don't have to push. But in not pushing and not doing the things that seem hard and quitting the things that seem hard, you miss the opportunity to grow. You miss the opportunity to get to know yourself, to know what you are actually capable of. And in her story, she actually had to push and she kind of failed. And I only say kind of because I know her, (laughs) y'all don't, but she said she failed, but failure is also learning to be successful. So in failing, you have to look back and say, okay, what times were there when things got hard that I probably could have grown and learned something that would have helped me out later? And I think whenever you are meeting yourself, whatever the issue is, you have to really look at, okay, what is this and what didn't happen that I need to happen now so we can get better, so we can grow, so you can have that skill for later. Um, like I said, failure, failure, fail, failure, excuse me, of course, is going to be your success in the end. But um, right now, this is just meeting yourself. This is just taking a look at you for who you are right now. And big kudos to you, girl, you did it. You did it. And now it's time to work on it, which is the next chapter. The next chapter is calling everything for what it is. So Willis has already gotten started on that. She called it for being lazy. It's exactly what the hell it is. <laughs> and that's a good thing. Um, the next chapter is called what's your problem. And we're going to get into the problems and naming them and labeling them. So I hope you will tune in and listen to the next one. Again, shout out to Willis for sharing that with me and allowing me to share it with you all. Um, Your toxic introduction should be underway. And the next time I talk to you, we will do what exactly the problem is. If you have questions, concerns, comments, inspiration, stories to share, questions to ask, all that good stuff. Um, you can email me at trainalove333 at yahoo.com. I will put it in the show notes. And until next time. <laughs>